it's just me. Maybe it's just my mic. That would suck. That would suck. That would suck. I mean, technically, you have a second option, but yeah. How do how do we sound? Just I hear you guys. And yes. Okay, you hear us. Good enough. Thanks. Good enough. <laughs> That's that's the show's motto, I guess. Good enough. <laughs> I mean, then again, if you're okay with that kind of audio quality, you probably want to put nearly as much effort into editing as you do. Yeah, the edit. Uh, this is definitely not our uh, normal episodes. <laughs> no, it, it definitely is not. We we try to polish those as best as we can. Fix anything? Oh. So, Phantom yeah. Power basically turns off our mics. They're still working. I know what the problem is. Shock glasses oh, is power? Uh, network. No, 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 no. Unless you solve the puzzle um, and fuck the network services uh, and their issues. I think I'm aware of what the problem is here. Oh, we're being picked up on the webcam mic? Uh, yep. Uh, Christ, that explains why we sound like... Having $700 worth of recording equipment and being picked up by a $30... Cool. Cool. Let me see if I can fix this here, or if we have to this get is, out of this here. This is good quality right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what you come here for. Yeah. <laughs> Only the most professional podcasters we are. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a hard game, especially when you just are not okay with like controlling the person and the camera. But that's pretty much, I mean, I didn't have that much of an experience like you did, Shock Lobster, but um, I definitely had to abandon my three items at some point. All three of them? All three of them. Cool. I, I tried a couple times to get them back, just want to say. I would say if you can, unplug the micro or unplug the webcam for now. Yeah, let's see if that does anything. We might have to restart this again, guys. Fun stuff. Tonight is a night of trial and error, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if any of this can go up. <laughs> that's fair. My, our, there's, yeah, yeah, I guess that's a slight possibility we might have yet another live cast that, for a different reason. Okay, you went away. Can't hear you at all. That's okay. Um, I'm thinking y'all can still hear me, but not sure. Can't hear you though. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, cool. Hey yeah. guys. <laughs> cool. Hey Sam. Me and you. Save the world. Oh, save the podcast. <laughs> Hashtag save the podcast. <laughs> anyway, so, but anyway, The Conjuring gave me nightmares. I didn't like it. And. Turning green. That's good. That's good. That's a yeah. good sign. It is a sign. Whether it's a good omen or a bad omen, it is yet to be seen. Hey, everybody. Yeah, we've been having a lot of technical difficulties tonight. So hopefully this is fixed now. Hopefully. Our usual learning, but Dougie's in, so hopefully they can help us with this. Uh, 
but livecast is just not fucking popping up for whatever reason so now yeah now okay so hopefully you can hear us whenever me and you are talking we sound fucking fantastic cool there we fucking go god damn it all it took was (laughs) 30 minutes of troubleshooting that people had to sit through. Yeah, that's always good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> imagine how bad this would be if we had like a uh, legitimate, like we had like an audience of like a couple thousand or something or a couple oh, hundred. Oh, man, they'd be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there would be those people laughing about it. And then there would be like clips online of like, oh, yeah, they accidentally had their webcam on. Hurdy, 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 hurdy. Thank God we don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we don't have an yeah, audience. Thank God people don't listen to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Sam, welcome back. How yeah. Are you counting money right now? Maybe. There's probably just more cars going on in the background. For... Yeah, yeah, probably. What's up? Right. We're back. Do we, do we sound good hey. now? Yeah. yeah, I sound much better, actually. What the fuck happened? Yeah, for some reason, uh, Podbean decided that the webcam mic was the one we wanted to use instead of the uh, $600 of audio equipment that we have right in front of yeah. us. <laughs> yep, that, now that you say that, it did sound like you all were sharing a room. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the funny thing awful. is, yeah, the funny thing about that... Unforgivable. Unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know with Drya, like, uh, whenever we first started this podcast, Drya was like, oh, yeah, all of us will just sit around the Yeti and we'll uh, turn on stereo and all of us will talk into it at the same time. And I was when I was like, we shouldn't do that. That's a bad idea. <laughs> and we only did it sort of for two episodes. Yeah. And it did not go well. <laughs> no, that there was a lot of editing in those episodes. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. I wish, man. There's no way I can fix those. That's just that's just how they say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of one of those like live and learn situations to where, you know, that was what it was before, but you can hear the difference in our quality now compared to what it was then, just from what we've learned. Honestly, from episode one to like episode twelve, it's insane how different we sound. Right. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, trial and error with those episodes. Yeah. I'll say still a lot of trial and error. Yeah. There is, I feel like there's less <laughs> trial and error, but yeah, you know, quote unquote. there's still trial and error. Tonight's episode, or tonight's live cast episode, is a good example of how there's trial and error. Sometimes things are just fucky. Yeah. Um, but Kyrie, you were talking about how you want to watch more of these movies. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> now she's getting cold feet. <laughs> I knew. Not. I didn't exactly say that. <laughs> what do you want to watch? I said. It would be cool to watch the, like, exorcism guy and the medium chick more. But I know that they come as a package deal with, you know, The Conjuring 2. So. Yeah, um. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in The Conjuring 2. They're also <laughs> in Annabelle Comes Home, though. So not technically Conjuring. But, oh, the Warrens. Uh, yes, yeah. thank you. There I was going to say, go. it's on the tip of my tongue. I cannot remember their names. But yeah, the Warrens. They're hacks. In your life, Actually, I mean, I think yeah, they, might they be are. Both dead. I'm not sure. Or they one are, of them they are both dead, dead now. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, the husband died, and after the husband died, like recently. So, yeah, the wife was uh, admitted. Like, yeah, the whole thing was a hack. Like, the only reason it worked is because people believed it. I don't think she said like exactly that, but it was more of like Paraphrasing. it helps people feel better, yeah, kind of thing. That that thing that psychics say to justify them charging money to say like, oh yeah, your kid's dead. Deal yeah, with it. Pretty much. I think the museum is still open of all the junk they gathered though. 
I mean, that being said, even knowing it's a hack, it, it would still be interesting to see that too. Yeah, there's still fun stories. I just like ghost stories. Yeah, same here. Yeah, they are. Also, like, counting on where we grew up, too. Like, that's probably one reason why we like ghost stories as much as we do. Because there was a lot where we grew up. Yeah, full of ghost stories. Apparently, according to many internet lists and BuzzFeed surveys, uh, the place we grew up is one of the most haunted places in the world. I don't know about that. I think people just like to talk. <laughs> yeah, probably that. <laughs> Wait, the, va- the valley? Yeah, the valley. You're talking? Yeah, yeah, the valley. I, I don't know if I it's... Mean- the most haunted place, it's more like a UFO. And yeah, people say that it's a UFO site. You're a UFO <laughs> cat mutilation site. Okay, well. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I remember like whenever we were bored one time, we did like walk into the junkyard and we found a. Uh, we found like a car that was just like full of cattle bones and bullet point. holes. And bullet holes. Yeah. There's cool. definitely a lot of people buried out there. Yeah, there's definitely some missing people in yeah, those lands. Yeah, there is. I, there's so, so many, and there's so many places to fucking bury bodies. Exactly. Yeah. But like, that's not a mystery. Or get lost. If you, to, if you talk to any of the farmers for longer than an hour, you'll find out why there's missing bodies. Because they just shoot people. Well, yeah, somebody. <laughs> like, if you've ever heard that, or if you ever watched Snatch and heard that speech about pigs and how if you starve them for a couple of days, they'll eat anything, including human bone. Like, uh, farmers out in the valley will give that same exact fucking speech about trespassers. And you're like, man, from Snatch, and they're like, who Snatch you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you talking about my wife. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you speak of Billy Jean like that? <laughs> Uh, Shock Lobster says, I grew up in western Massachusetts. Supposed to be haunted as hell. Man, Mass does seem like a really fucking cool place to break into some things. Yeah. Isn't there supposed to be like a lot of like abandoned <laughs> asylums out in that area? Yeah, there yeah. are. I would love to go There's see them. There's a lot of Rocky... abandoned everything. <laughs> yeah, Rocky had tried to get yeah. us to go down there a bunch of times so he could break into a bunch of asylums. <laughs> you know, and then when we went... That sounds, that sounds pretty um, on par with Rocky. Rocky Actually. went MIA. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, we actually were in Boston at one point, and Rocky was also in the Boston area. We're like, hey, Rocky, where you at? And he's like, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. Really? <laughs> yeah. Peace out. Doesn't sound like he peaced out. Sounds like he peaced the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. He just wasn't interested. <laughs> it would be fun to go that way, like around this time of the year, though. Yeah, because they hype that shit up, whether it's fake or not, you know. So I mean, they did a lot that a lot whenever I was in Utah too, because uh, the well, job yeah. corps that we do over there, the one in Clearfield, uh, some buildings that are now torn down, but those were considered to be super haunted. And like I heard a bunch of stories coming from those because uh, they had the different dorms and what were known as the T dorms, which were these uh, used to be an old medical facility back when it was still a navy base. But now, like, they took all the medical bay rooms and just turned them into dorm rooms and stuff. But uh, with that one, I guess people said they, like, would hear they would hear stuff down the hallway. Like, they'd hear a ball bouncing or whatever else. And a lot of people would say, like, it was very, very haunted in there. I guess they also had another uh, area that, like, we went there for a mock disaster once. And there's a bunch what? of people, yeah, uh, you know, wherever, like, they paint people up to make them look like they're injured. And then they have the EMTs, you know, practice on healthy people. Yeah for like an emergency situation oh yeah so you know mock disaster right okay but um 
they had like different people. They had like you know the reds, the yellows, and the greens. The greens were people who weren't that hurt. Like you know, like they have a couple injuries, but we can deal with them later. The yellows were like uh, a little bit more serious, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, they're more serious than the greens, but we can still put them to the side. And the reds were like, we need to deal with this immediately, kind of situation. But sure. they basically put us in an abandoned building and told us to wait there for the EMPs to show up, and we were in there for almost an hour. Nice. And I guess one of them decided that they wanted to hide in what was the meat locker in there. And she was just kind of looking around with her cell phone. Or yeah, with her like cell phone camera. And none of us heard anything, but she swore up and down that she found a little piece of paper that said help on it. And then she heard banging on the door. And then looked at me out of all people and called me an asshole for banging on the door. <laughs> and that's, I was sitting there talking with one of my friends the entire that's time. That's exactly so. your luck, too. Yeah. Just someone comes, hey, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> Sorry? Like... <laughs> I mean, you oh, did just God. tell us some stories of you being an asshole and scaring Jirai. That is fair, but this person <laughs> so... this person didn't know that I like to fuck with people. And in this in this particular case, I plead that I wasn't. You can't prove otherwise. Uh, also, Shock Lobster says the horrors of actual histories of places like the shutdown asylums yeah. compensate for the lack of actual ghosts in the area. And yeah, there was like a bunch of just crazy people wandering. Not crazy people, I shouldn't say that's mean. Uh, mentally, uh, well, I'm not going to say this unstable. right no matter what. Yeah, there you go. Mentally unstable people just walking around. People who needed help. Just crazy. <laughs> I, well, I'm giving fair. you permission as a crazy person. I'm giving you permission to use the word crazy. Oh, man. Can I say, start saying like awful things in public now? Like, no, no, it's fine. My sister's crazy. <laughs> 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 my sister's totally loony. I could say that. Because, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you know, Sam speaks for all crazy people. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> but all I crazy people look alike, though, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, it helps that they all know each other, right? Oh, that oh was... we're being completely disgusting about this. Yeah, yeah that was bad. <laughs> uh, well, no, like, I think when it comes to, like, because, you know, you hear those stories of, like, you know, back in the 50s of um, if somebody was just embarrassed by their, um, someone in their family or, like, they just didn't know how to deal with the people who had autism or, you know, other mental illnesses that we just did not understand at the time and they For didn't everything. know what to do with Even, them, like, they would just... illnesses. Right. And they would just throw them in the loony bin because they just like, I don't want to fucking deal with it. Put them here. It's just a and place then, to put them so you don't have to deal with them. And yeah. Yeah. And in a lot shitty. of a lot of cases, they were neglected and they were abused and a bunch of other horrible, awful things. And so it kind of falls into the realm of like, even if there's not ghosts there, it uh, the truth of the matter is a lot scarier than the fiction of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a horribly there. What was it? Um that one dude who now works for CNN, I think, he was like a really good reporter in the 70s and 80s. He uh, went and did like... Rivera? Rivera, yeah. He's like a shitty person at, in real life. So I've heard. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he like went into this one asylum and it was just fucked up. There was like six staff members for the entire building, I guess. Yeah. And people were just awful. like, the lights were completely turned off. Everyone was just hiding, like sitting in the dark, trying to function. Like shit was everywhere. Apparently people were walking around naked. Like it was awful. That does sound pretty awful. Yeah, I need to find that documentary and show it to you. It's fucked up. There's a there's a lot of cases like that. Just awful conditions in asylums. And... Yeah. And well, it's one of those things like Hollywood would say that like, you know, 
some people will plea insanity to like get out of being in jail and kind of make it seem like that's the easier route of it but in reality in some cases it might be worse because mm-hmm. of terrible conditions like that and also and like i'm gonna say it too that they're still not perfect because a lot of state-run places are not run very well and they don't treat their patients very well right uh, they still kind of treat him like shit, and yeah, it's and, not yeah all that great the, still. Even. And on top of like treating him like shit, like it's another one of those things of like uh, they try to do like the whole temporary insanity thing. Like it's really hard to get out of those because there's so many small details that you can uh, use to say like, oh, this person's still definitely crazy. We got to keep them here for another year or however right, long. Right, right, yeah. And it doesn't take a lot. It just takes like small little details, and uh, it's one of those like. It's a lot easier to, uh, to. It's a lot easier to prove that you're insane, quote unquote, than it is to prove that you're not. Yeah, for some reason, when people are like, "I'm not insane," they're like, "I don't know, that's you're crazy." That, that, that's, that's something that a crazy person would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, um, speaking about insane and hauntings, I want to talk about. Um, let's not go into spoilers too much, but. The Haunting of Hill House has been out for a while, and Haunting of Blind Manor just came out a couple days ago. Right. Yeah. Um, I and just finished episode two of Haunting of uh, Bly. And I got to, like, episode six last night, I think. Do, do I ever get to feel like I know what's happening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll, you'll know. Mostly. Okay. Because, like, right now, I'm like, man, this kid sure does want to fuck his babysitter. <laughs> like, oh. That's it's good. very. It's explained. It's explained. By okay, like episode good. I, five or six. That is okay. Explained. Good, because like there's a scene where you he's might like, catch on even earlier. Because there's like a scene where he's like, "Hey, come over here." No, come right next to me. And he like gives her these whole bundle of like roses. And he's like, "Man, sometimes I forget my age and who I am. You know, just hanging out with the little one over there." Anyway, and he's like, "Wait, wait, come closer, so he can like whisper in her ear." And he like speaks <laughs> the same volume. He's like. Yeah, I just forget about myself sometimes and like pulls the hair behind her ear, like how you would do like in a cute romantic scene or something like that. Like pushes the hair behind her ear and like kisses her on the cheek and then walks away. Like, <laughs> what? Explained. You're like seven. <laughs> <laughs> so is it a seven year old hitting on their babysitter or is it the babysitter hitting on a seven year old? No, no, seven year old is hitting on okay. the babysitter. Okay. <laughs> no, the babysitter isn't like, come here, little boy. Yeah. Well, it's not that creepy. It's okay. not that kind of creepy. I was about to say, like, what kind of fucking pedo shit are you watching? <laughs> but, like, you know how they do a lot of the stuff in Hill House where there's, like, ghosts and whatever spooky things in the background? Yeah, they I do that a lot of that. this one as well. So There's just a plague doctor in the background of, like, every scene at night. Hmm. Yeah. It, I, I love that. I feel like I they do love borrow... plague doctors. I feel like they borrow a lot of that from, like, Japanese horror films, because they do that yeah, a lot. Yeah, it feels very Jew-on-like. Where it's not, yeah. like, just, like, jump scares. It's just there, and, like, you notice it or you don't. And if, when you do, <laughs> it's fucking scary. Yeah, that's honestly what was so scary about, like, Juon and stuff whenever we finally first discovered that and watched it from that five, uh, from Video Shack way back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that, like... That's when I realized, like, oh, the scariest thing isn't the thing that's, like, jumping out at you. The scariest thing is the thing that you don't even realize is there. Yeah. Like, that's the horrifying thing. Because that's the thing that when you're, like, laying in bed at night after watching a horror movie, you're like, man, but what if there's just, like, a ghost behind me? I don't even fucking know it. (laughs) Whenever you're just, like, laying in bed in the dark. That's not okay. That you have that feeling. (laughs) 
Yeah. Maybe I should have continued the sentence I'm about to say then. You're going to be <laughs> Honestly, sleeping with the lights on <laughs> yeah. forever. Like, I was just going to say, like, that feeling whenever you're in the dark yeah. and you, like, have that feeling like eyes are on you. Yeah. The dark like, is the worst place. There, There's this one short that I love. And even today, like, I freak out about it. Like, if I think about it, I can't cuddle. It's It fucks what? with me that much. Wow. There's this short, like, um, there's this girl and she's, um... No, I don't want to know. Well, then, I don't know what to tell you. You gotta gotta mute us for a second, then. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) We'll go crazy in the chat whenever you can listen to us again. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, like, a girl, like, cuddling with her husband, or she thinks so, and she's, like, kissing him. And then she, like, gets a phone call. Right. I know what you're talking about. Emergency. It's like, hey, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but your husband's dead. We found him dead on the side of the road three hours ago. And she's like, what? Then, and like, she gets like this look on her face, like, who have I been cuddling with? And then the camera goes down, and you see like this little witchy thing, like smiling and like shaking its hands together. And this whole time, she's been cuddling with a fucking monster. Yeah, I, I know the way you're talking about. I don't think it was uh-huh. that. I think it was literally like she thought it was her husband, and then yeah. like her husband calls her. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, sorry, sorry, honey, I had a late night at work. I'm on my way home now. I just got back from the store or something like that. I'm like, she's like, what do you mean you got back from the store? You're in bed. Yeah. What are you talking about? And then, like, goes to, like, take the covers off. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- that was anything a good one just because has, of the pace. Anything that has to do with, like, being in bed or, like, sleep or half asleep is the most terrifying. Because that's, like, when you're the most vulnerable. Oh, oh well, like, during that kind of sleep paralysis state? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've had, like, some some weird experiences, like, being in that well, weird, I like, almost, like, it, half sleep state. Also, I, uh, I experience sleep paralysis like a lot. So yeah, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it is when your rational brain is shut down because like, yeah, all you are thinking about is like, man, I'm tired, man, I want to rest. And then like the little thing clicks in your head, Chuck Lobster of like, oh, right, man, what's under my bed though, right? <laughs> or like, man, that closet sure yeah. looks fucky tonight. But it's like we were saying, though, sometimes the unseen is scarier than the scene or in the right aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. I always, that... I always have to look under my bed and in my closet, not because of ghosts, because I'm afraid of serial killers. <laughs> that too. But, uh, I listen to too many true crime things. <laughs> I was going to say that that old... Uh, that old urban legend of like someone just or a serial killer waiting in your back seat freak you out when you're growing up then actually oh, no. that still fucks with me that entire idea of that really? story of somebody being in your back seat like whenever the movies were still a big thing where you could just go to a new movie every week yeah fuck i miss that um every night if i like went to a really late movie the first thing i would do is i would literally get the flashlight on my phone on and i look under the car i open the trunk and then i look in the back seat I'm not even kidding. And then I go into my car. No, that that's fair. Like, it, I get f- so freaked out. Because, like, I'll, a lot of the times when I go to a movie alone, I'll be getting out of, like, midnight or one or two in the morning. Right. And so, like, I'm like, well, if yeah. this, someone's going to fucking murder me, this is their chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I get, like, out of work late. And it's always dark and quiet. And I always have to look in the backseat of my car just in case. <laughs> I mean, you're not the only one to feel that way. Like, uh that one girl that i dated in utah uh like there there would be times like they she would call me and say like hey i'm getting off of work can you come pick me up even though she has her car with her but what it was is she basically just wanted someone to walk out of the building with her and walk her to her car and then like follow her home to make sure nothing happened to her because she was worried about things like that and that's actually the story of how she rear-ended my car started (laughs) and (laughs) 
and why uh-huh. I use Van Hoofenstein as my name because like that, like the short end of that story of why I use Van Hoofenstein on literally like all my social media stuff is because she hated that name. And so my punishment to her rear-ending my car was to change my name to that on all my social medias. <laughs> I just, that's a whole other level of paranoid. Yeah. Like, hey, can you just like get out of bed and come and walk me to my car and follow me home? But like, I guess to be fair is uh, where she worked was decently close to where I lived. Like it was maybe like a four minute drive from where I lived. And like where I lived, there was like a handful of times that like we would or she would go out to her car late at night and there'd be like a guy that was just like pulling on door handles trying to see if any of them were unlocked. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a shady neighborhood. That is creepy. Yeah. And I guess that does feed in my paranoia of checking underneath the car, the trunk in the back seat. Yeah, too. But I don't call anybody to be like, yo, can you walk me out the theater real quick, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I w- actually, I would love to imagine the look on people's face if they act like, hey, I'm at the theater. Can you walk me to my car? Yeah. I'm home and it's two in the morning. <laughs> I, I, I just need you so to walk like, me to my car. Fine. I'll give you some gummy worms. <laughs> you just reminded me of something. So Maybe give you some red vines if you hold my hand on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to cut you off continue uh-huh <laughs> sorry well a few years ago there was like this person going around town like sleeping in people's cars and like i think they did mine because i don't lock my doors whatever i hope somebody steals it but <laughs> <laughs> you'll make money if someone steals your car <laughs> <laughs> but i think like somebody actually did fuck with my car because like the back door was like not shut all the way. Nothing See, was that stolen. Is so... not, like I have anything to really <laughs> take. But... That's I like mean... the freakiest fucking thing. Though. Yeah, but that's yeah. the mentality of I fucking wish someone would steal my car. But like, just the yeah. idea of like, I even like getting at home. Also, uh, Shark Lobster's on the call now. Welcome. Um, <laughs> <Hey, yo. laughs> um, like I. I'm no kidding, super paranoid. Like whenever I lived back down in Alamosa, I would come home sometimes and be like, something is weird about my house. Like I would, I would start to keep like a mental like recap of like, did I leave this here and here and here? And like, cause I would just like freak myself out. It's like, yeah, somebody was definitely in my home. I know it. <laughs> like it I was, it was, time, I don't even know if I leave for like five minutes. <laughs> I mean, I know a little bit about that, but like, I guess like my best example of something like that is like I've lived in apartment complexes where like the walls are basically made out of cardboard. And uh, I remember one time one of my upstairs neighbors had a toddler with them. And so every now and then like three o'clock in the morning, I'd either be playing a video game or I'd be like laying in bed and I would just hear like skittering across my ceiling. And, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. And just like, because <laughs> like I remember one time like I heard skittering and I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. It was just back and forth, back and forth. And I put my ear to the wall and I just heard, I'm going to get you. And then like some giggling and then skittering across the uh, the thing. And so I was like, oh, someone's playing with their toddler. Okay. And then like went back into bed. See, that wouldn't even be my first thought of like, <laughs> okay, cool. Demon, I'm leaving my house. <laughs> Burn it all down. <laughs> I would expect to look at the ceiling and see like the, the dead baby from train spotting up there. No, that is fucking awful. <laughs> and also I can imagine a... A demon just being like, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, it was a twist hearing you say, Oh, it must be somebody playing with their toddler after saying that. <laughs> like, that is 100% a completely 
rational. mentally and rational healthy person being like, all right, this must be the thing that's happening because demons don't exist. <laughs> this must be the thing that's <laughs> happening. Now just lay down and go to sleep because nothing is weird about this situation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like... story, Shock Lobster. What? Oh, oh you see story? Yeah, no, that's the whole reason because there's no way in hell I'm typing this out with my fat, nasty old man thumbs. <laughs> okay, cool. I love stories. Last story <laughs> right. uh, ended up starring your child, so I would, I would love to hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is more back when, when I was a kid. Um, now, I think when I was 12 was when I actually started reading some, you know, really, um, uh, well, straight up adult horror. Uh, I would switch around between Stephen King and Dean Koontz. Um, nice. I'm glad I did not discover Clive Barker until I was 18 because Fair. that is not something for a teenager to be hitting just yet. Um, oh yeah. Also like Anne Rice was, uh, was also, um, kind of a part of that whole, uh, awakening to horror, uh, for me when I was a kid. And the thing was like, uh, I was easily, I was probably timid as hell to all this stuff, but I was still gravitated to it. Um, now the Stephen King book that I read first, I think was Cujo. Cujo's <laughs> not terribly, you know, supernatural. And I didn't come out of that just being absolutely terrified of large dogs or anything like that. Yeah. That, that and, entire book um, was just like, man, this dog is pissed, right? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, <laughs> like, uh, the next book, uh, I read was actually the, uh, um, uh, the Bachman like a bunch of the Bachman books, like Thinner and The Long Walk. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Right. When the pseudonym, the, the well, I forget what the hell is, uh, I almost said Bauman, but that, that wasn't the pseudonym he went by. No, Bachman. God, I'm on like about four hours of sleep, so I might not have the most uh, like thorough dialectic command. Hey, you're cool. Robbie's on like two. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm on two hours of sleep, but I've also just finished my second coffee and I had two Red Bulls before that, so... I'm awesome. So right. So you're exhausted with like anyway. a with a terrifying heart rate. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I'm still exhausted, but my heart's going so fast that it's keeping me awake. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, so those were the books I read when I was 12, and when I was 13, it like um during the winter of that year that I turned 13, I had read um, Salem's Lot. And Salem's Lot was a turning point for me because this was a book that scared the ever-living shit out of me. And in my <laughs> dumb 13-year-old brain, I thought, oh my god, vampires are going to think I'm absolutely more delectable if I'm terrified of them because <laughs> that's how they work. So like, I felt like it was like this weird Cartesian circle that kept reinforcing itself where the more scared I was, the more I felt I was painted as like a target, you know, an edible. Um, <laughs> it was bad. Like, uh, I really like the idea of like vampires being like, man, this dude is scared as fuck. He's going to fuck us up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're going to get so wasted on this terrified little shit. But, uh, <laughs> what, like there was even a point where like, in like this, this guy, like I, I wish he was still around. I could just, call him up and say do you remember that time you gave me holy water because i was scared of vampires when i was 13 like <laughs> i'm sure he remembers that shit yeah because i like 
I went to like I went into my pastor's office, like a really mellow congregational church upbringing, and I asked the listens, like I like, is it possible I could get like holy water? I brought like a, a Ziploc baggie to put it in. It was pathetic. <laughs> and he looked at me and he's like, he's like, why? And I said, well, reasons. And then I admitted, like, no, I'm scared. I'm scared of supernatural monsters, dude. I mean, come on. Your 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 entire livelihood is based around telling people what magic is. Don't give me any shit. Um, you know, I wasn't that confrontational with him, but I did kind of state, it's like, dude, you're in the business of magic. I need the water. You know, I'm nervous. Listen, you're in the business of magic. You get it. I need the water that makes the ghost go away. Right. And the worst thing is my parents had one of those goddamn gigantic, like, wedding Bibles. I kept that by my fucking nightstand because that's how scared I was. Wow. Um, that fucked so, you yeah, up. Uh, yeah, I was pretty goddamn scared. And what made it worse, what really ham- drove the nail home, it wasn't just that I read Salem's Lot. It's that I also went and watched the movie afterwards. And that filled out all the gaps that were missing in my terrified, paranoid little brain. Like, Barlow is one of the scariest fucking vampires I've ever seen in any movie ever. Like, even at this point in my life, I won't go back and watch that movie because I don't want to go through all that shit again. Holy But at any rate, yeah, so that's the stage that I'm setting here. Like, I was terrified of vampires, and I thought they were real as shit. This was before I read Anne Rice and realized, no, they're all big, boofy, like, masturbatory exercise and someone who wishes they were backwards in time. But, um, (laughs) so here I was, terrified of vampires. I was kind of growing out of it. I hadn't read the book in a while. Summer had gone by. This was one of the nights that we got taken to, like, the county fair. It was, it must have been September then. So it was still kind of warmish. Um... And, um, now my room that, that I slept in, I shared it with my younger brother still. And, um, we had, um, we, our house was across the street from the high school and the high school's, uh, street lamps, like the parking lot lamps were always on, um, every day of the year. So it was almost like daylight across the street and that light would come into the room. And um, I used to be able to sleep with, with full light. I, I don't know where those days went, but I, I missed them. <laughs> but at any rate, there was always tons of light. You know, it made me feel like safe. Nothing's creeping up. So we're going to, you know, it's uh, I'm trying to head to sleep. It must have been about like, you know, 11 or 12 o'clock at night. And all of a sudden I start hearing like like a rapping on the window and it's kind of insistent. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So I'm like, no fucking way. I know if I look out the window, I'm going to get hypnotized, and then it's it. I'm like fucking undead snack food. And, like, I really hope it doesn't wake up my brother because I don't want my brother getting killed, you know. And somehow, you know, you're still in that mindset where being under your blankets makes you safe, untouchable. Oh, I'm still yeah. there, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm laying there, and I think, all right, fine. You know, I'm, like, the lights um, coming from the high school are going to be shining on the wall opposite my bed. So... Um, you know, I have my covers put up over my head and I'm like, please don't fart. Please don't fart. I can't breathe. And, uh, <laughs> I lift up my, my covers to look and it looks like there's like a bald head going back, like slowly moving along, um, 
the uh, the the window pane, and that's it. I'm convinced I'm fucking dead. Like everything became real at that moment. Like um, I don't remember ever right. any point in my life being quite so scared. Seeing like what I thought was like a head moving along outside my window. So like I must have stayed awake with the tapping going on on the window for like hours. I don't know. It felt like forever. And eventually I just passed out in sheer terror and I woke up and when I woke up, I got out of bed and I ran into the bathroom and I checked my neck and I stripped down and I made sure there were no bite marks anywhere else on my fucking body, you know, and I felt fine. And then I checked my brother and my brother's like, what the hell are you doing, dude? And I'm like, just never mind. Like, and then listen, I know that around. we're like real close brothers, but could you not undress me while I'm sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like that. What the hell? Um, uh, that scene, I forget the movie, but the one where like it was like a young Jim Carrey was uh, was being like uh, wooed by like this vampire lady. And um, his buddies oh, went man, pinned man. him down and like in the shower to find the bite marks on his leg. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember was... that movie either. That was when he was real young, though. Yeah, it was, but right that like I didn't go that far. I'm just saying that. But you know, like you remember from like if you read Salem's Lot, like there was uh, um, a bit where he has a back. the Continue. what? Hey. Oh, hey! <laughs> but the uh, the guy who owned the house went and looked at the um, the window pane outside his uh, I guess wait, I don't know son or family member's window, um, and there were like it looked like there were like claw marks on it. So I went outside to look to see if there are any claw marks or anything like that. Um, and there were none. So I was perplexed trying to figure out what the hell, um, must've happened. So I go and I look, um, I go back inside and I look at my window a bit more and this is new England. So we've got double pane glass, um, uh, because it keeps the heat in during the winter. Sure. And, uh, cause winter does not fuck around there. Now, I look, and there is, like, a dead, like, June beetle. These fucking things are huge. They're, it's like a, an acorn-sized beetle, and it's yeah, dead, yeah. but recently dead. And I'm, like, starting to think, oh, maybe that goddamn beetle was stuck between the panes and just beating himself to death trying to get out. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a fucking second. What about that person's head outside the window? And then, like, as I'm pacing my room, um, I kick a balloon that had been tied <laughs> to the, 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 um, the end of my bed that was down on the floor that was up yesterday. But because helium had depleted from it, it, you know, it slowly sank to the floor. So then I figured out, Jesus Christ, I must have peeked out my, um, um, my bed sheets at just the right moment where that thing was, like, had just enough helium to hang in just the right place to look like a head outside my fucking window. <laughs> That's so good. That's so like, good. <laughs> like, I scared myself to death over that. And at that point, like, um, that was a that was a pretty big turning point for me as far as uh, like the occult was concerned. <laughs> like, needless to say, I put my parents' um, massive Bible back. And um, you, you can't really give back holy water, but, you know, I dispensed with that, too. You can't really give back holy water, but you can clean your countertops with it. Well, you know, <laughs> I, still had, I still had respect for my pastor. I wasn't going to do that. Okay, that's fair. 
that's uh that's that is pretty fantastic actually i think we have somewhat of a similar story uh i was gonna say because like i grew up in a pretty spooky house for probably about a good seven years that like some of my friends didn't like coming to because it got spooky at night the one next to the gas station yeah i fucking hated that place yep uh (laughs) so a little fun fact about that place in particular uh the person who lived there before our family lived there actually legitimately killed himself in the living room and we to this to this day are still convinced (laughs) that it is haunted uh because like random things happen like we just like randomly a door would slam shut or like the tv would turn on by itself or like something would fall off of a shelf in the kitchen while no one was in there you know things like that and like i could swear like there were some nights i would wake up in the middle of the night from like a very vivid nightmare and like i could like see shadows from my doorway into the kitchen right into Into the the laundry yep yeah and like the only explanation that i know of so far is uh that's considered to be a very common theme whenever you have sleep paralysis and so like i was just told for like a lot of my life that i had sleep paralysis only happened in that house though but the worst part about having nights like that is looking out towards my door was uh because like yeah my door or uh, my bed was against the wall like opposite of the door and uh like if i looked towards the door i would see that shadow if i looked towards uh my feet where my closets were at i didn't have doors on my closets it was just cloth that was covering it yep and so you could like your brain kind of tricks you into thinking that the cloth is moving with the shadows at night and so that would freak the hell out of me because it looked like uh, it looked like something was moving inside my closet and uh I guess another thing I should probably say is uh, I had to share a room with my mom up until I was a teenager because like she can only afford a two bedroom house and my older sister needed her privacy. So I got to share a room with my mom. And so a lot of my mom's stuff was in that room, including her porcelain dolls, an entire entire shelf of porcelain dolls. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, and how dry was saying that we live right next to a gas station. Their lights were on 24-7. So if I looked towards that window where the dolls were at, their eyes were shining in the light of that fucking gas station. So, like, <laughs> I couldn't look anywhere but my goddamn wall or underneath my blankets whenever I would have a night where I'd had a, a vivid nightmare. Yeah, it sucked staying there. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> he would always like, can you come stay at my house instead? It's like, okay, mom, can I stay at his house, please? Like, it was it was like that on the weekends. Really? <laughs> Yeah, that fucking room sucked. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've had yeah. circumstances, circumstances where I've looked in my closet and the clothes were just so that it looked like there was a face in the closet. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate that. I hate mm-hmm. that. But uh, a story to offset that that's actually funnier is uh, one thing we used to do <laughs> while growing up is uh, we'd go and like break into abandoned buildings because there is abundance of them where we grew up. <clears throat> Yeah, and uh, <laughs> there was one time. Half the time it was private property. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, <laughs> there was one time. It probably actually, was like, every time. Maybe it was. But, uh, time. <laughs> yeah, but like these are legitimate, like decrepit, falling apart buildings. Like there's nothing happening with them. It was just like it happened to be on someone's land. But once again, we also grew up in an area where farmers <laughs> like to let you know that pigs will eat a, or eat a human body. So right. <laughs> but anyways, besides that point. Uh, there was one night we actually did like we broke into a house that like we swore up and down was haunted and there was like old pictures in there and there was like an old 1950s uh, styled fridge or icebox style fridge I guess we should say but like uh, we were going to stay the night in there because we were like convinced that something spooky would happen if we stayed the night inside of that house ha- or inside of that uh, house and I remember we were all just kind of like laying down and we were just talking to each other and everything and as we were talking this had to be like 
what, like two o'clock in the morning or something like that? Uh, I don't know. Was the, well, this was the second time when it was the big group, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, because I think Dry knows where I'm going with this story is like while we're talking in the middle of the night, like everybody goes dead quiet because we just hear Jesus Christ on the wall. Jesus Christ. It was like that in the thing. Like we just heard like banging on the wall. Like all of us just went quiet. All, all Did you literally just bang on the wall? I'm yeah. sure. No, I banged on the like desk. <laughs> Loud enough to where the neighbors are probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the, now the neighbors are going to have their story about banging on the wall. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a fun time for everyone. Uh, but anyways. As if I thought 2020 wasn't weird enough. Now I have to do a fucking ghost bang on my goddamn walls all the time. <laughs> if you guys get a noise complaint, I apologize. <laughs> But anyways, uh, that happens. Like, we all just go quiet all of a sudden. Just like, what the hell was that? And, like, we look at the window, and some guy pops his head through the window and goes, rawr, and then pops his head back out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I look at that, and I'm like, my moment of fear turns to a moment of, like, what the fuck are they doing? Did <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys tell anyone that we were here? <laughs> Matt! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like him and a friend like decided that they were gonna try to scare us throughout the night, and their way of scaring us was banging on the walls, and then one of them popping his head through the window and going "rar." Like it wasn't. Even, I'm not exaggerating. That's exactly how he said it. Yep. <laughs> I can imagine if 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 it was Matt. <laughs> yep. It wasn't even Matt who did that. It was his the other guy oh. that was with us. I guess I should just say Dustin since I use Matt's name in that yeah, one. Fuck it. They're not gonna listen to this. <laughs> but yeah, like he just. The funny thing is, he was wearing a glow in the dark shirt, and that was his uh, thing. Thing like he could have used the glow in the dark shirt like on the window to scare the <laughs> shit out of us, but he did that instead. Yeah, yeah, real smart guy. Uh, Besides that, the only other notable thing that happened that night is uh, somebody got the bright ass idea to open up the ice box, and we found uh, uh, we found burritos in there. Uh, who knows how old? Yeah, who knows how old? All we know is that the entire house stunk after that. It was horrible and disgusting. Uh, I do have an actual yeah. scary story about the house that I told on an actual episode for me and Rocky. Oh, okay. I we went there. Um, so I don't remember what episode that one was. I think uh, maybe it was the thing. I think it was the thing that I told. Okay, yeah, on. I wasn't there for that one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was for sure the thing I told that one on. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to hear a scary story of my first experience in the house that was freaky, uh, that's on the thing episode. Maybe I want to hear it now. Yeah, well, no, too bad. He's yeah, not going to repeat himself. To the episode. Yeah, you got to okay. listen to the episode. Got to get them clicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, we have had some weird things happen while we were there. Like, I, I know another thing that, like, fed into the fear of growing up around that area is that the Rio Grande River actually ran straight through the town, which uh, has the La Llorona. Uh, myth attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> I also say it wrong, apparently. Yeah. Though, so. Apparently we say it wrong, but yeah. Like Liz, that, how yeah. do you say it? Llorona. It's like the double yeah. L is like a Y sound. You're right. Okay. I'm white and I know that. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> shut up, Sam. <laughs> 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 Anyways, like that was a myth that apparently everyone misspoke to us about how to actually pronounce it. Uh, but we grew up listening to tales about that because the river went straight through our town. So that was very much ingrained into the culture there. Along with like other things. Like uh, I remember the goat man with the cemetery in the area of like you know someone like a goat man that would drag you down to no like not even the, the chupacabra that was different like this is apparently oh my dad just told me about el chupacabra a lot so yeah they, they told us about that but uh there's like the goat man i think some people called him el Kukui or something like that mm -hmm. uh, but they would say, yeah. yeah 
but they like basically like a demon that would drag you into hell if you're uh at the cemetery at night just things like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know things that you tell kids so that they behave yeah <laughs> yes well, scared yeah that was they totally a groundskeeper story to keep people from fucking around in the graveyard <laughs> yeah 100 <100%. laughs> um have you i there this has all put me in the mood for uh creepy things uh creepy pasta specifically I love hey it. it's um, halloween season man let's go yeah for yeah it. exactly it's a spooky season it's always um, halloween season <laughs> i have a favorite creepy pasta <laughs> called flashlight tag have you guys read or listened to that i don't think i have no. nope no, but I did play that in my neighborhood when I was a kid. Oh, this is so good then. I'm going to read this. It's uh, a couple pages, but it's really good. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to read this real quick. Okay. Career years again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I really hope this freaks you out, Salem. That's just what I'm going to call you now. That's a good nickname. Anyway. <clears throat> <laughs> When I was 10, I played a late night game of flashlight tag with a bunch of neighborhood kids. If you don't know what flashlight tag is, it's the same as tag, but you play it in the dark. The person who's it gets a flashlight, and they have to yell the name of the person they see with it in order to tag them. It was really cloudy that night, and most people had their curtains drawn, so it was the perfect level of darkness we're hiding in. The side of the street my house was on was skirted by a broad length of woods. It was basically the boundary for our side of the game. You could run through any yard, even go across the street and run through their yards, but you weren't allowed to hide in the woods, because it was too difficult to find anyone in there. And it was very easy to trip over tree limbs or end up with poison oak. Of course, this rule was frequently and flagrantly ignored when people get too close to being caught. They duck off into the bushes for a few seconds or run behind a group of trees to evade capture. I don't remember who it was at the time, but I was hiding in the backyard two houses down from my house. The family that lived there had a little playhouse for their daughter, a swing set, and a doghouse, but no dog. I would periodically duck into the doghouse whenever I saw a flashlight searching beam approaching. Those of us trying to hide from the it person like to spook each other in the dark by jumping out of nowhere and making each other scream, giving away our positions. I thought I knew where the it guy was, but I got comfortable hanging out in the swing set. Suddenly, a person with a flashlight came around the corner of the house and angled it almost directly at me. I jumped and I ran for the edge of the woods. When I got there, I hovered in case they saw me and were going to yell at me for cheating. The beam of light seemed to explore the swing set where I was, then came in my direction. There was no sense of hurry at all to it, and I wondered for a second if maybe I'd attracted the attention of the homeowner. Most people on the block knew we were about playing flashlight tag, but you never can be sure that someone won't get nervous if you stay in their yard for too long. So I crouched down in the grass and waited to see who it was. They shine the light right in my face, and I try to cover it with my hand to avoid identification. The creepy thing was, they never said anything. Just shine that light on me. You got me! I exclaimed, hoping that it was a homeowner. They'd realize I thought they were the flashlight tagger. Then I realized that two houses down, people were yelling, and there was the it guy's flashlight being chasing them around. I stood up and tried to see who it was shining the light on me. They just stood there, not moving, not saying anything. I felt a little freaked out. If you don't want us playing in your yard, I'll go tell them it's off limits, okay? The person started walking towards me. I didn't feel right, so I started walking toward the edge of the yard. The person just kept shining the light on me and coming toward me. So I ran. When I looked back, the person with the flashlight was running too, and they were an adult, much bigger and much faster than me. I felt scared now, not sure why this person was chasing me. 
I was running toward where the other kids had been, but they were gone now. It just seemed to be me and the person with the flashlight, so I turned right and ducked into the woods. I dropped to the ground, shaking bushes and stuff to try and confuse the person, then shimmied under the ring of thick bushes and curled up. I could see the flashlight in the woods with me, looking around. I could hear the person's footsteps breaking sticks and crunching on pine needles. I didn't know what the fuck was going on, and I just didn't want to get back to all the other ki- and I just wanted to get back to all the other kids. Eventually, the flashlight wandered deeper into the woods, and I crawled quiet as a mouse back to the edge of the trees, and then got up and ran toward the street. I was immediately caught by the person who was it, but I didn't care. He yelled loud that I was now it, and I tried to tell him that there was someone else with the flashlight wandering around the woods, but he took off into the dark yelling about, No tagbacks! Go into the woods! I yelled. Or, don't go into the woods, I yelled. But nobody responded, of <laughs> yeah, course. Yeah, fuck that guy. He can go into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Any who heard me would just assume I was talking about not cheating at the game. But I was sincerely worried about that person wandering around in them. Of course, now I had a flashlight on my own, so I thought I should go see if I can find out who that was. Just to make myself feel better. I went back behind the house I'd come from, and a bunch of laughing shadows scampered out of sight into neighboring yards. I ignored them and headed straight for the trees. I couldn't see any other light in there, so I thought, maybe he went home. I didn't know if it was a man or a woman, but I didn't imagine a woman trudging through the woods at night. So I went about playing the game again, albeit anxious because of the lingering thought that there was someone wandering in the woods who didn't seem to be playing the game with us. I ran across the street and chased people through the backyards there, but after a while I found the lots empty and realized that they must have gone back across the street. I ran back over and was exploring the beach's backyard, Ms. Beach had a clothesline with a bunch of drying sheets on it, and her daughter Charlotte liked to hide among the linens and stay close to the home in case she got too scared of the dark. She was only a year younger than me. I thought I heard something of the tree line, so I went over and was waving the flashlight into the woods. Stay out of the woods! I remember yelling. I waved the flashlight back and forth a couple more passes, then saw someone off in the distance. I held the light on whoever it was. They were about half a job into the woods. Hard to make out, but it looked to me like Charlotte. Charlotte had brown hair that her mother insisted on keeping shoulder length. We always dressed dark for flashlight tag, and Charlotte liked to wear this deep purple sweatshirt, so it was usually easy to tell when you had found her. Charlotte, I see you! I yelled. She just stood there. I continued to hold the light on her and call her name, but she didn't seem to move. She stood there, partially obscured by a tree, and looked at me. The distance between us was enough that I couldn't see if she was blinking or not but she had her head propped up at an angle like she was looking around the trunk at me with her mouth hanging slightly open. Every now and then she sort of twitched or squirmed. It was a real freaky kind of movement. Charlotte, come out of there, I yelled. Everybody, Charlotte's it, but she won't come out of the woods. Some kids, including my friend Dustin, appeared behind me and started joining in my yell for Charlotte to come out. Did you see her, I asked. Yeah, she's over behind that tree. Charlotte, get over here, Dustin said, but she wouldn't come. Charlotte, are you okay? Get over here, dummy. Charlotte seemed to stand up straighter and then disappear behind the tree. We hit her movement, but it seemed to be going away rather than toward us. Dustin started shouting Charlotte's name again and trudging into the woods after her, but I grabbed him and gave him the flashlight to take with him. I was scared again, because this all seemed surreal. I went to Charlotte's house and knocked until her father answered. Mr. Beach, Charlotte won't come out of the woods, and I'm worried about her, I told him. I wasn't sure if he'd take me seriously, but he rolled up his newspaper and disappeared into the closet behind the door for a moment before returning with a huge flashlight strapped to a car battery. Show me where she is, he told me. So I led him to the woods and pointed to where I seen her. She was right there, I said, by a tree, but she wouldn't come out and she was acting like she was sick or something. 
a bunch of the other kids kept calling, Charlotte, Charlotte. And I could see Dustin's flashlight beam moving around through the trees. Mr. Beach went in after him. They explored the woods for a good 15 to 20 minutes, and Mr. Beach started getting real angry. We could hear him yelling very loudly for Charlotte, threatening her with all sorts of punishments if she didn't get her ass back in the backyard that instant. The game was over by now, and we kids just stood there in the beach's backyard among the linens and watched Dustin. And watched. Dustin came running back out of the bushes with a dead flashlight. Eventually, Mr. Beach came back out of the woods. Game over, kids, he said. Get inside. Ask your folks if they can help me and bring some flashlights. We all ran back home. My dad went My dad went out with three different flashlights. Mother went and turned on all the lights in the back rooms and opened the curtains and shades to help illuminate the backyard. I sat on the couch all upset, and she eventually came back and hugged me and sat with me while I told her about the person with the flashlight chasing me, and I thought maybe Charlotte had run into him. Mr. Beach had gone inside and called them to report a missing child. They brought huge lights and did a march through the woods, checking very thoroughly, but didn't find her. My mother told my dad that I told her. She told an officer, and I ended up giving a statement. They went to the house, three doors down, and knocked, but the folks that lived there had been asleep and didn't know who would have been there in the backyard. The police asked all up and down the neighborhood, but nobody claimed to know anything. The other end of the woods came to the back of a road mainly used by logging trucks. They found Charlotte two days later on the other side of the logging road, down an embankment that ended at a stream stuffed into a drain pipe. Her neck had been broken, and she was apparently stabbed multiple times afterward. My parents wouldn't tell me about it. They thought it would upset me, but Dustin told me all the details at school the next day. It was the most awful thing our town had ever had happen. Police blocked off the logging road and spent months tracking down loggers and truckers who frequently used it. There was a curfew for months, and we thought not to play flashlight tag anymore. We didn't argue. What leaves me shaking to this day is the memory of Charlotte's face, hanging out from behind the tree, looking at me. Sometimes I wonder if at that moment I had been witnessing her death, and I wonder if that had almost been me. The end. That one's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Yeah. Pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, okay. one of the one of the YouTube <laughs> I saw not too long ago, and I didn't agree with the person, but they were saying how they <laughs> didn't really like creepypastas because like the whole idea is they're supposed to be believable and somewhat realistic, and then like with certain ones like like Candlewood Cove or the Russian sleep experiment or ones like that that are Jeff the Killer or Slenderman, like those ones tend to jump off of the train of reality and so they don't like them quite as much. Oh yeah. But yeah. You know though I'm into those ones. Like 1999 <laughs> is still probably my favorite. So I think some like real life stories are scarier than some creepy pastas. Yeah, Honestly. like the reason I like that one though is cuz it feels like real cuz some like, dude just like, clearly killed that kid and Yeah. Yeah, that's why I like that one because yeah. it's like something that could just happen to anybody. Also, yeah, well, the the tone of that story also like had a lot of elements that reminded me of the way David Lynch handles that kind of stuff. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah There's yeah. a lot of like Laura Palmer going on with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, yeah, I like that, that makes you feel a lot better about playing flashlight tag as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we we all dodged a bunch of bullets in that neighborhood then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Billy got molested a few times, but we don't talk. About wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the closest well, thing I had to a story like that, though, would be uh, <laughs> not being molested. Being. <laughs> 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 I can clarify that right now. 
<laughs> wow. Okay. We had yeah. about like four or five years old when this happened. I remember back whenever you like lived on that farmhouse. And not molested again, right? Yeah. And not molested. Okay. And <laughs> not molested. Again. again. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you said not molested again. So I had to emphasize again. Well, that's the name of the episode now. <laughs> not molested. Dot, dot, dot. Again. <laughs> uh, but I remember we had to be like four or five years old. For some reason, like there was a horse trailer that we decided to crawl into. And whenever we tried crawling out, I got stuck and I couldn't get out of it. Mm, because, yeah. you know my little four-year-old arms couldn't pick myself up to get out. Mm -hmm. And so like I told you that I was stuck and I couldn't get out and you said, you're going to go get help. And you went and grabbed your dad. And like, I have no idea how long I was waiting. All I know is it felt like forever. And I was freaking out because I was alone and didn't know what to do. And your dad decided that it would be a good idea to bang on the side of it and go. (laughs) Sounds like him. Yeah. Sounds like something he did. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Whenever he opened up the door, I think I was curled up in a ball and crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were just standing there like sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah that sounds right yeah besides that well, i know like with oh go on sorry i was gonna say on on sam's note about how like things that happen in in real life are like a lot more can be more intensely horrifying than you know any story that could get makeup uh there's no way in hell i know how to pronounce this guy's name but i'm gonna put it in chat he's an old like um uh noble that he was one of the guys that actually uh supported joan of arc um back uh, back in that time period but this dude like um uh there's not much more i can say but just if you even just so much as pull up his wikipedia article to read about what he's infamous for this dude's like a monster i mean this dude might put like Elizabeth of Bathory to shame, huh? Tell for us. how monstrous he is. What he do? Uh, a lot of horrible things with villagers' children. No. Target practice. In Target way, practice probably. probably would have been kind. <laughs> <laughs> I need someone to tell me because I can't. They told read. me it was safe. Yeah, yeah, it's safe. You can come back. It's safe now. We're talking about someone doing weird things to kids now. Gil's doing oh. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, she leaves again. <laughs> uh, yeah, it says that he uh, was best known for his reputation and later conviction as a confessed serial killer of children. So I'm, cool. I'm guessing it's more of an Fuck. Albert Fish style story. I don't Do know. Uh, Albert Fish, he was a famous uh, he was a famous serial killer in the 1920s, 1930s. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so That guy has a f- um, fucked up story. Yeah, reading about uh, any of them, like Pogo the Clown. <laughs> yeah, Pogo's good. <laughs> or, um, yeah. I won't read it here just because you know, on time constraint, and I don't think you want me reading 1999 for half of the episode, but that's another really good <laughs> creepypasta. That one is more based in reality also. Right, right, right. Yep. Go, Sam, go. <laughs> me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is you it my to turn to talk? I can yes. speak now. Thank you, Robbie. I got, I got you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Always to blame. <laughs> Um, you know, true, true crime guys. Um, one of them has a offshoot podcast called strange and unexplained. 
I think it is. But anyway, okay. it's about a lot of um, unsolved crimes or unsolved like mysteries or whatever. But um, there is this one that he was talking about that I listened to about this uh, murder in Israel. Uh, this girl was murdered in her like school in one of the bathroom stalls and um, they caught a guy but he's definitely not the killer they basically pinned it on some random person yeah well he was a Ukrainian guy and he was like there for school or something and he didn't know Hebrew that well um so it's just one of those interrogation things where they basically try to lead him in the right direction, even though he's not the person, you right, know? Right, right. Yeah. One of those fucked up situ- situations like the West Memphis three. But, yeah. Um, but they pretty much think it was this girl, even though they didn't fucking punish her and she's still free to this day. But, <laughs> Apparently, this girl said that she, she, the thought of being in a cadaver gives her comfort. <laughs> huh? So she like wanted to like, yeah, like being covered up. in blood, being covered in blood, and being like in in a cadaver gives her comfort. And this all goes back to like when she was a the child. Star Wars movie go, where. Yeah, where Luke was stuck in a tauntaun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where she got that from. <laughs> Wears somebody like a suit of armor, I guess. Wait, is that actually where she got it from? No. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, she what? went camping. Apparently, she went camping with her grandfather at one point, and he was like, kind of extreme, um, in a lot of ways. I don't know. He was violent. But apparently he like cut open an animal or something and put her inside of this animal to keep her warm. (laughs) So now she, uh, yeah, she, she feels comforted or she thinks of this as comforting to be like inside of Gadaver because it's nice and warm and it's really fucked up. <laughs> can you can you just imagine the like mental jumping jacks that you would have to do once that happens? Like, no 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 oh, oh hey this isn't this isn't that bad. Oh this is gonna fuck me up isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's it better not awaken I, something in me. I don't <laughs> even know how old she was. I don't even think she was like I don't know. She was probably like seven. I don't know if they actually said how old she was. Before she was seven, because that's when the things that screw you up the most uh, psychologically, um, uh, that's <laughs> usually when they happen. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, probably why I can't remember those like, years. But anyway. <laughs> this sounds like a reverse bloat fly girl almost. So I, uh, I would, that's really gross. Yeah. Um, I have So <laughs> what was the murder? Was it just like a murder? Or like, tell me the details of the murder. Um, so, I guess, um, ah, you'd have to listen to the podcast because it goes, goes, like, way deeper into it, but there's actually a documentary on on Netflix as well, but I can't remember what it was called. 
Yeah, just give me um, a clip notes here. Tell me what happened. So this girl was just at school and she had to use the bathroom and she was just murdered in a bathroom stall. And they didn't ever find the person or they didn't catch the person, even though it definitely was this pro- this girl probably because I think her DNA was found or something. But I think the Ukrainian guy was like a janitor or something that worked there. And that's why they uh, thought it was him or they tried to fucking punish him for something that he didn't do. But, but yeah, she didn't she want to try like, and hide in this other girl's corpse. She has killed her. Yeah. I think there was a lot of blood or something. But. So the fact that she likes to hide in corpses is just like a nice little fun fact. Yeah. she. This girl, I guess, was like in a mental hospital for a while and that's what she told them and like when she uh-huh. looks at people she just sees food or something oh, that was weird <laughs> that's not a, a sentence bit, yeah. that you like want to hear from like your best yeah, she, friend <laughs> she doesn't like value hu- human life or anything but anyway she's free don't know her name they just give you initials AK I think it is or yeah I think it was uh-huh. AK or AH or something like that Apparently, his her boyfriend like told police about her. Like, hey, she told me these weird things. Could be her. Nah, it's this Ukrainian guy. He doesn't know <laughs> Hebrew. <laughs> he doesn't. He can't defend himself. I just like country. the idea of the boyfriend getting like talking to police and be like, "So, uh, what's going on?" It's like, listen, guys, I know you're gonna try to interrogate me. You're trying to get me to say some awful things. Just know. My girlfriend's fucked up. She likes to hide in people's <laughs> bodies. She thinks everybody's food. Somebody needs to deal with this. <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't know. It's really weird. And that like stuck with me for some reason. But huh. he got crazy. life this guy got life in prison. And it's the fact that he got life in prison is really fucked up because it's definitely not him. There's like really nothing to connect him to this crime. Wait, wait, what about the fact that he doesn't speak the language, huh? How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's automatically He's a foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> did you think of racism? I didn't think you did. What about that? <laughs> Israelis <laughs> racist? No way. <laughs> I mean, so who is it hard to be story. racist towards? A little girl or a Ukrainian janitor? Uh, well, can't say that joke. And moving on. Sam, I'm I'm really not surprised that that story is what stuck with you because, like, like what? Two weeks before you told me about that story, just last Mm -hmm. week, you were talking to me about that Issei Sagawa guy who's basically a murderer and a cannibal that's walking free because of just oh yeah court technicalities. Why are there so many cannibals walking around? I don't fucking know. Society's got issues. I t- That's I the part about that bothers this. me more. We never have a future. <laughs> I, mean, I that- talked about this uh, Japanese guy that uh, was a cannibal in Paris, right? On this podcast? Maybe. Refresh I think I did. So there's this guy, a Japanese guy. He was in Paris. And he cannibalized a woman. Even took like photo evidence. Everything. Fucking everything. Um, they Dude deported him back to they deported him back to Japan, and um, he didn't, or they saw him as insane. So 
apparently that means that he couldn't fucking get punished or go to prison. And he was like a celebrity still, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, he's free. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that kind of goes like, like since we're scaring the crap out of each other with all these different facts, that kind of reminds you like there's a fact that I had to look up just to make sure. But they say that uh, the average person will just walk past about 36 serial killers within their lifetime. Hmm. Um, That's cool. Are they figuring serial know. killers that don't actually start a career of serial killing? Well, it says murderers, but it's uh, they're also saying it's estimated oh, murderers? somewhere around. Yeah, there's they estimate there's well, there's a difference between murderers and serial killers. Right. Yeah. 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 And then you have to kill you, at least three people to yeah. be considered a serial killer. Well, the as far as murders are fact. concerned, you know, are we throwing in people that you know go to war and? And kill people on, on orders or anything like that. Self-defense, we bring that into the mixture. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I feel like that's a different subject for something like, you know, killing in the army or uh, killing in self-defense. Right. I mean, Compared to just murder. murdering someone. Right. An actual criminal murderer. Like, yeah, like, you know, am I walking past 36 of those? I think it's that. Like the ones that find pleasure out of, like, torturing and killing. And... Right. <laughs> you know what? I've been in the Navy for two years. I'm pretty sure I knocked out all 36 in just those two years. Damn. You probably had way more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I mean, uh, I did. I did serve with Marines on occasion. Yeah, that's their whole bag. I mean, I will yep. say, like when we were going to school, there's one guy who uh, he joined the Marine Corps, and it didn't help that like we, uh, I graduated in 2009. I think he graduated a year before me, so that was like the height of the Iraqi wars. And he joined the Marine Corps because he was super excited about killing someone. Yeah, he was way well, into it. He was like, uh, really yeah, don't let people in the yeah. in the fucking military that really want to kill people. No, <laughs> they don't belong there. <laughs> well, maybe they do, but don't. Maybe that's the only place they belong, actually. <laughs> yeah, the only place they can go to fucking kill legally. I mean, if they're given the option between killing legally or just like going down the street and eating some lady, then like, yeah. I'm going to go with let him kill legally. (laughs) (laughs) A little asterisk at the bottom of it, I guess. Yeah, asterisk. Like, just, you know, don't let him come back or something. This is in the very, like, moral gray area at this point. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very morally compromised conversation to have with somebody. (laughs) But anyways, the fact that it says, like, as just like, or as it's typed in in Google is, it is estimated that somewhere around 25 to 50 serial killers are active each year in the, mm-hmm. or just in the U.S. And on average, you will walk past 36 murderers in your lifetime. That's, just, that's all it says. Whether that means like people who killed uh, like, you know, in the middle of a war or self-defense or they were part of law enforcement or uh, it was an accident or whatever else. Like, or people that just kill for pleasure. Or, yeah, or she looks just... tasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I feel so unsatisfied. I'm going to go out and kill somebody. That'll cheer me up. <laughs> That'll Some do people. the number. <laughs> Man. It's like a cup of cocoa on a rainy day. It's, it's really fun to watch people enter it, have us say something terrible, and then watch them leave the chat. <laughs> that happens a lot in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like auspicious moments for people to disconnect. Just like, I wonder what this is about. Huh, not for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
They're probably wondering if it counts to, uh, you know, if uh, listening to somebody's podcast counts as walking past a murderer. <laughs> so I, I might have knocked out five today. <laughs> so I guess with the statistics of it, since I'm looking deeper into it while we're having these dark conversations, yeah, yeah, look at, uh, <laughs> the international, uh, yeah, the international murder rate is uh, six murderers per one hundred thousand people, and that, that's huh. that's international, so worldwide. Like okay. One in six people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One in six people do a murder? Six. Uh, six in 100,000. Sorry. Six okay. So like a, is a zero zero or like a 0.006% of Something people like do that, some yeah. murder. But also they're, they put in the international li- average lifespan is 71 years. So putting those together. Okay. Okay. So I and mean, I don't know. That's not too see, bad. And if you, if you see <laughs> 10 new people a day, 365 days a year, 31 years, so on and so forth, do the math. Side. I mean, that statistic sounds plausible and all. Saying you're going to walk past 36 murderers in your lifetime almost in sounds like that bullshit statistic about how many spiders you ingest at night in your lifetime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that number is way too low for how many spiders that I eat. So... <laughs> That's another thing. That was a good one. No, there's actually a video that I remember seeing where uh, they actually got a spider caretaker to like crawl, like get her spiders to crawl in a guy's mouth while his mouth was open to see if they would just like walk into the guy's mouth. And not one spider did that. Uh, And they said it's kind of that thing because like the average creature is not going to walk into the mouth of the predator. Mouths are disgusting. They have so much bacteria. Yeah, bugs true. can probably sense that shit. They can because <laughs> it's one of those like you have like, like you know a hot for them. Mm, that has COVID all over it. Not going there. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, tell that, you what. Like the hot breath coming out of your mouth, like while you're you know sleeping. I think yeah, I think spiders are are smart enough to know better, but flies don't. Yeah, I don't know how many knows. times I'm like doing something in the kitchen or in the backyard, and something just flies into my mouth, and I'm like, you fucking deserve <laughs> that, whatever the hell that was. <laughs> <laughs> don't keep your fucking mouth open. <laughs> How often do you just like mow the yard with your mouth wide open? <laughs> I, so my fair, mouth opens and closes when I'm yelling at chickens running between my goddamn feet, okay? I have it's in those brief moments that something just kamikazes into my mouth anyhow. So you <laughs> save the chickens, but you eat a bug. You mm-hmm. save chickens by eating bugs. Right, you know, protein plus. Yeah. Or you can just eat a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're yelling. Chickens are family, goddammit. Well. Hmm. I don't know about that. (laughs) I like I like chicken too much. I'm never gonna I like eating other chickens, just not the ones in my backyard. I'll eat other chickens, just not my chickens. (laughs) Exactly. I have like an operating double standard. I'm like, I'm really other people, just not my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but no, I was just gonna say, like, uh, if I remember, it's like for a good two years there, I was actually riding my bike uh, back and forth to work. Yeah. And uh, I also had to ride my bike back and forth to uh, get to Walmart. You ate so many pizzas that year. I did. I was eating a lot of bugs that year because I'd be like huffing and puffing while I'm riding my bike. It's like, <laughs> a bug flying in my yep. mouth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I tried um, getting uh, some rain gear because I also was an avid bike rider a few years back. And I figured, you know what? Um, I'll get the right rain gear and I'll ride in in the rain. But that stopped because rain really hurts when you're going downhill at about 30 miles an hour. Yeah, I could see that. So I decided, nope, we're going to stick with public transit on those days. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) 
Yeah, for me, it was a little bit more of a forced thing. Uh, like, zero context on this. I went through, like, five cars in three years whenever I was living in Utah. <laughs> and at the end of that, I kind of said, fuck this, I'm not buying another car, and just started riding a bike everywhere. And that also went poorly for you. Yeah. Lesson learned, don't go places. Lesson learned, uh, Salt Lake City kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, I think I could have told you that before you went there. <laughs> so the many Mormons. people in white shirts. <laughs> when there's a white yeah. shirt sale, does JC Penny just like flip the fuck out? <laughs> oh my god! I think just have special sales just for the Mormons, probably. <laughs> yeah, anytime I ever see a pair of them, that's that's when you know you're gonna there's gonna be an attempt to intercept you on on your path. Yeah. You just got to say the right things so that they leave you alone. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Like looking them square in the eye right as they're about to open their mouth and saying no. That usually stops them. That one's good. I am them, a little more Looking evil, them though. right in the eye and saying, hail Satan. I was going to say oh. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So, whenever I was in high school, because like I guess another little fun fact is uh, for our prom year, uh, I happened to be friends with uh, our English teacher at the time and I, he played bass and i played mm -hmm. guitar and we had a little band quote unquote and like they let us play a song for uh yeah for prom that year and like while we were standing outside like doing our last minute practicing for the songs and everything we actually had mormons come up on us and like try to talk <laughs> come up on us <laughs> they were fucking gay <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of like, walk, like i didn't even see them hey excuse me excuse me have you heard the good word yeah. Yeah, like because we, we were in the parking lot and they just like started walking up on us while we were at the parking lot yeah yeah there's no there's no better way to describe it that's totally it yeah but like Corey saw them but i didn't yeah and so like he started banging on his base going satan hail satan, satan. they just looked at us and saw us doing that and uh they just handed us a business card and walked away slowly <laughs> I had a, uh, a like a one bedroom apartment for a couple of years at a at a pretty nice place out out in Oregon. Um, uh, the only like drawback, very briefly, was that we're like one block away from a very big uh, kingdom hall for Jehovah's Witnesses, and oh, yeah. even though they felt that like they could get get around every single no solicitation rule, no matter what, by saying, "Oh well, we're not soliciting. This is what we're really doing." I'm like, "Nah, bitch, that's solicitation." <laughs> but um like they would like for the first few months like every other saturday morning they would knock on my door around 11 a.m and i'm like you motherfuckers you know i'm out of bed by now oh and um i'd open the door there they were and i'd be like nope and i'd close the door <laughs> um, and uh now the there was one occasion where i was up pretty early and i had two ball pythons and um I was in the middle of uh, of cleaning their tanks, so I had my shirt off because I didn't want to get my clothes all you know snake shit stinky. And um, sure, sure. Uh, all of a sudden, I heard the knock on the door, and I'm like, "Oh God, it's them!" And then I thought about it. I'm like, "Oh yeah." So I'm shirtless. Uh, <laughs> I got one ball python on both my arms. I open the door and I say, "What?" And they say, "You look busy. We'll we'll come back later." <laughs> and they never came back after that. I'm like, I gotta remember that little trick right there. Them Shirtless, and covered in fucking snakes. Did you finally get that guy at the at that one house? Like, uh, I don't think we should go there anymore. He's starting yeah. to the door yeah. with snakes all the time now. Let's pass, that, let's pass on that guy. 
he might serpents. be a legitimate demon. <laughs> Every time we answer the door, he has less clothes and more snakes on him. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep track of that. <laughs> uh, the only one, same person who was like uh, yelling "Hail Satan" whenever uh, Mormon came up on us, had the bright idea of like just having an empty Jack Daniels bottle and then filling it with tea, like iced tea. And whenever a Mormon answers the door, just start chugging the bottle. <laughs> like, all right, go on. Like, go ahead and say your spiel. Like, while you're just like yeah. chugging the Daniels bottle. Right. Let me get my morning piss drink in. Right. <laughs> I really feel like I could be part of your community. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, the funny thing about living in Salt Lake City is uh, Mormons left me alone because they don't have to solicit there. They own the state. (laughs) Every single apartment that I lived at, some of them actually, well, you could say they were gated, quote unquote, like the gates were always open, but they were technically gated. Um, (laughs) You always had a no soliciting sign in front of it, but because they Mm -hmm. weren't selling you anything quote unquote uh they could get around this uh, no solicitation rule. right work that way slippery little uh, fuckers all, yeah all of the apartments i lived at had a no solicitation rule yet all of them saturday morning about 7 a.m i had catholics knocking on my door saying to come join the church instead of <laughs> See, that's what you get it's just whoever fucking you know. catholics they are like gangs <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could argue they were trying to sell you something like they're trying to sell you Jesus, and you just have to give them your soul as payment. Yeah, ten percent before tax every week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, like my experience with Mormons is an extremely mixed bag because some of the best people um, I grew up with um, turned out to be part of devout Mormon families and turned into devout Mormons themselves, but aren't in your face about it. They just kind of, their idea of Mormonism goes along with the whole, those like, you know, teach a, teach a uh, church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints commercials that were shoved down our throats all over the years where it's all about just being a better person, not so necessarily not worrying about, about like, you know, space Jesus giving you a planet when you die because you behaved yourself. Yeah, and but, the magic um, underwear. About that. And the magic <laughs> underwear, right? But my um, uh, my brother-in-law's brother, um, who is himself like a, a really devout Mormon, but also not very in your face about it. Um, his second wife uh, is extremely devout and fucking nuts. And um, cool. the thing is, too, is that she's really pretty and she's really fit. And I think that's probably what keeps them together. But she's bonkers. Um, their circumstances are so creepy. Now, uh, they're, they got put together by, of course, their, their, their parents <laughs> in the Mormon the community. I don't know. They were both, creepy. Yeah, it's like yeah. breathing into their mic. Just. <sighs> in the, yeah. It's probably Space Jesus Mormons. angry that we're dissing his religion. but like uh so my cousin's brother's uh wife was also from a previous marriage um she had um two daughters um with her as well and her um her ex-husband the reason why they were no longer married was because he was one of those people that just unfortunately had 
the, 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 that genetic magic of having an aneurysm kill them in their sleep, like out of the blue, no preamble. She just wakes up next to her, her dead husband. And by all reports, this guy was a really nice guy, a really sweet dude. Um, you know, somebody I probably would have liked, uh, as well. Um, now this it's, she's really into the whole interpretation of Mormon afterlife in a really kind of terrifying manner in that, like up until the point and even after she remarried to, um, Brian, my brother's, uh, my brother-in-law's brother, I'm tired of fucking saying that. Um, <laughs> gotta love labels. He's yeah, really. He um, even after they stayed married, she has this tradition of with her um uh, dead husband's parents of celebrating his birthday and talking about him like he's there in the room with them, like he's alive. And Brian puts up with that shit, and I don't know whether whether he buys into it or just puts up with it because. He's an incredibly passive person and just lets things happen to him. So there's just no knowing. He's also stoic and never talks. Now, um, obviously, their marriage works well enough that they have punched out three more children by now. Well, you got um, to get all the kids out there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's putting her through her paces for sure. But That's she's still very strange. Way to put she, <laughs> well, you know, it's religion. They always treat their mates like chattel anyways. Got to kick the tires every now and again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Run the odometer up, you know? <laughs> she, <laughs> she, uh, mm-hmm. But she, uh, she talks about her ex like he's still alive. She has these really creepy, long-winded posts on Facebook. I've, I've, I snoozed her permanently about two years ago because I got tired of seeing them. Like, um, she hardly ever posts about, like, what kind of a positive force Brian is in her life. She usually posts about her, her dead ex and how he's like, he must be beaming down um, on them from heaven. So this pivotal moment where I finally snoozed her forever was because of a post she made where... It started out with like, you know, it showed her with a picture of her and Brian. It was their their wedding anniversary. And she's like, guys, I got to tell you about this man right here. He's so good. He takes but great care of But not as good as my dead his... ex. <laughs> well, yeah, well, let me get to that. She's, um, she says like, you know, oh, he's taking great care of his stepchildren. And, you know, the, the three children that we have, like, uh, they're, they're being brought up by the best dad in the world. And then she goes, and I just know that Eric is is up there in heaven approving and just waiting for Brian to hand her, me back to him at the end of our lives. And I'm like, no. you're fucking gross. <laughs> that was the most hideous thing I think I've ever read. If I was Brian, I'd be like, you know what, fuck this. I'll hand, him back. I'll hand you back to him now. Let's get in the garage. Let's get that exhaust going. Just go back to him now. Wow. I'll take care of the fucking kids. It's pretty clear what you really want out of life. Boy, that actually escalated quickly. Man, that would suck yeah. so much to well, like everything that's happening in your life. Being like, man, I fucking I am nailing this vacation weekend. The kids are loving it. The wife is loving it. I'm doing a great job. And the wife comes up like, man, I am so glad Brian's looking over us right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was that was the thing. Like I felt like a like a reverse M Night Shyamalan twist, where like instead of the twist being oh wow that was neat and I want to talk about this, it was like this is the worst fucking movie I have ever watched. <laughs> I want to throw it in the gutter and set it on fire. <laughs> so it was it just angered me because like uh, here she was finally saying something nice about Brian in a public fashion. And then she turned it into probably the creepiest statement about her dead husband I've ever heard of. That is so fucked up. Right. And like I, I know from my Mormon friends who have explained like um, the, the weirdest shit that happens in their religion that like um, uh, it just kind of I shouldn't say it surprised me, but it surprised me. It surprises me when you experience like a real person actually buying whole hog into the weird um, pseudo mystical shenanigans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just straight have, up drinking the Kool-Aid. Have some family members that are, that are there and that's just uh, have blocked them now. So <laughs> I can't blame you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's some family members that are just like way into the uh, conspiracy theory things. And that's just yeah. a different nightmare entirely. I've unfriended uh, yep. some particular family family members because of mm -hmm. that. I can't do mm -hmm. it. I, yeah. I, I, I can't, can't blame you guys. I've I haven't really spoken out about it, but I've seen some of those Facebook posts, like just in passing yeah. while I'm at work, and I didn't it's... feel like I didn't feel like replying to them at 3 a.m. <laughs> I feel like I managed to call all those people back in 2016. Um. All I've got them? one uncle that I put on snooze because he's he's a bit Trumpy, and he only gets really agitated during uh, election periods. But once the election periods are over, he goes back to making posts about like you know Silver Age science fiction and aeronautical facts. He you know he goes back to a a normal cool person about then. But he's like the only he's the only like uh, like Trumper that I I, I allowed through the cracks. Also, I just I really hope that history doesn't show that we have to keep using Trump as like a pseudonym for horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> I hope like in ten years we're not like, man, this motherfucker, I was at the gas station and I was about to like buy my coffee and this fucking Trumpy just walks in line right in front of me. <laughs> like I actually didn't see it as that. I could see somewhere in the uh somewhere in the near future, like they're gonna start using like non essentials as a, a slang term. Oh, like look at this fucking oh, yeah. the thing is when well, you say know. trumper or trumpy you know the fucking kind of person that is <laughs> you yeah. know exactly yeah. the kind of person that is truthfully the, the the slang that I've heard is not to call someone a trumper it is to call them a MAGA shithead <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've worked with a few of those that's the common Same. Mm -hmm. it's not great yeah uh, the whole town is pretty much just that and it's fucking not great yeah the town you yeah. live in must be a nightmare every I, day i mean i work in every, town that day, every day that whole section of colorado right there i know I'm it's sure. fucking trump flags and confederate flags why oh, it doesn't make sense yeah, I work in manufacturing, so I have some people who are also bonkers shitheads. Yeah, and... you you work right with the blue collars, mm -hmm. so yeah. He killed. So yeah, I'm jobs. like, I'm like, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. <laughs> but no, like I remember having a talk with what? Well, I say talk, but it was more like he was talking, and I was just sitting there nodding my head, like, can I go now? Uh, but like, 
he went on this whole big spiel about like some of the bad things that Trump did, and then like ended it with, "But I still like him better with Biden, or better than um the other guy." So I think I'm just gonna vote for him anyways. No, God fuck it. it, why not? God damn it. You almost had a revelation there. Almost. Yeah. yeah, he was like talking himself into like, and he, I just, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, but anyway. He's still better than Biden. <laughs> I can <laughs> like, imagine, I can imagine if Trump gets reelected in a few years, the world's going to be on fire. People are going to be dead because of COVID. But people are still going to be like, fucking Trump, he's the best. <laughs> Look at our own parental unit. Yeah, went from I the know. beginning of this to now. Literally everything Trump does, he's a fucking god almost. That's what it's like yeah, for all of them, and it's start, fucking gross. Yeah, once people start with the mental acrobatics, it's like a it's a closed loop, and it only yeah. just goes down and down and down. It's like when um, uh, you tread on a path enough, um, enough, it becomes like a little bit of a trench. And the sad yeah, part is, yeah. I mean, like, I think I told you guys about. These people call themselves Christians, but this guy is evil. Like, oh, the sorry. raw hypocrisy is unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> he's done so many shitty fucking things, like all the time. But they still fucking, uh, they defend him. They're, exact, they're they're the exact same way. I know. They talk the talk, and then they just do something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, salad bar morality. Mm-hmm. What? I don't know. <laughs> Well, salad bar morality is where like they'll pick and choose the morals they 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 want to use that day, and then yeah. disregard the remainder. I like I, that a lot. I, to be fair, we called that Christianity for the longest time. <laughs> that was really good. I'm not wrong. It's Christianity. How many churches do we know that are like like the Bible says this 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 and that, and like well, what about this? Well, why, we don't count that. Yeah, well, yeah. let's not talk about that real quick. Let's that. No, we but don't need to point fingers at that. But the gays, the gays. Yeah. Oh my God! This this um another uncle of mine reminded me of this awful story. Like um, this uncle is not that bad of a guy, and he put me up for a few years when um uh, I got out of the military and I went back to community college for a bit, and he let me um just stay at his place, um. And, uh, but he had this thing about, um, not sleeping in late. Uh, he'd always try to rouse me out of bed if I tried to sleep in on the weekends. But, uh, there was one particular weekend where I slept into pretty close to 11 o'clock or noon and he let me and I thought that was weird. So, you know, I got up and, um, I was like, wow, you normally wake me up by now. What's going on? And he goes, oh, well, I heard you broke up with your, with your girlfriend and that's gotta be, um. Or no, he said he heard my girlfriend had broken up with me, and that must have made me feel depressed. So he let me sleep a little bit more. And I'm like, no, nah, she might have broken up with me, but that was actually a good thing. I was just too much of a coward to to start it. This is a good <laughs> thing. I'm actually feeling really good today. Where we, you know, so he's interpreting me as just masking my pain or something like that. So he's like, you know, it's like I fixed you a cup of coffee. Come and sit down. And I'm like. He's being weirdly sweet. What the fuck is this all about? So I sit down with him and his coffee, and it's fixed pretty damn well. I, I don't mind it. And he goes, listen, I think you really ought to go to church with me tomorrow morning. <laughs> and my uncle goes to, like, straight up, like, Catholic with a capital C church. Like, okay. um, <laughs> instruction sheets on how to pay your tithes and, not, and have it all tax deductible 
type of Catholic church. Oh, dope. Like rigid. Deductible tithes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to go to your, your church there, Uncle Jim, but, you know, thanks for the offer. Um, and he goes, no, no, no. Like, I, I think, like, the thing is, is that, it'll you know, the, it'll help you out with this breakup is understanding how none of it is your fault. And I'm like, <laughs> bitch, I was in the relationship. I know none of it was my fault. But, uh, you know, but do tell me, do tell me how you figure church is going to make me completely free of blame for anything that went wrong in my previous relationship. How is that going to be? So he says, well, you do know what the original sin is, right? I'm like, oh, no, I have a bad feeling where this is going. And I'm like, are you talking about where Eve um, goes with a snake suggestion and, and makes Adam like, you know, eat the apple, and then that brings all, like, the wrongs into the world and shame and stuff like that. And and he was like, oh, I didn't know you knew your, your Bible so well. And I'm like, Jim, you knew I was a fucking Sunday school teacher for senior year. How would I not know this bullshit? <laughs> so he's like, well, you know, like, I the, the thing is, the thing I don't think you understand about the original sin, maybe nobody told you, but you ever wonder why it is women have it so hard? I'm like, what? <laughs> and he just looks me dead in the eye, puts his coffee down on the table with a nice little tap and says, because they deserve it. Oh, Jesus. Like, oh, no. What? <laughs> and like, he's like, yeah, it's like the original sin is the reason why they bleed. It's the reason why we have to dress. What the fuck? It's the reason why anytime a woman is involved <laughs> in politics, the country goes to shit. And I'm like, oh, fucking God. stop, dude. So, you know, I was like, all right, you know, thank you for the cup of coffee. But, uh, I'm going to go. I had nowhere to go. I just needed to get the fuck out of that house. Let him let him drink because he's an alcoholic. Let him drink and forget that conversation. Ever fucking <laughs> but happened. it's the women. It's the women with their vaginas. <laughs> their fucking yes. womanly powers. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't like, they angry at apples or snakes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> nah, nah, that'd be too easy. Oh, no, everybody is angry at snakes still. I mean, you, you know, I don't mean to backtrack to that Jehovah Witness thing, but that's sure fucking drove <laughs> Circle back to that for a moment. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he, he just went straight out with, they. you know, why do you think they bleed for five days a month? Like, Jesus deadpan Christ. right at me. I was like, oh, God. You I know. mean, there's a scientific reason behind that, but, <laughs> like, listen, Jim. Yeah. You make a good cup of coffee, but I just fucking can't right now. <laughs> no, like somebody else. Yeah. Somebody uh, else had like pulled that whole actually, like, you okay, know. I gotta say, I gotta say that makes me so mad. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, rightfully so. Yeah, it should. You you should be pissed. Uh, you know, somebody else had thrown out that original sin. They bleed for a reason shit. And I said, yeah, well, who did, who like dogs go through menstruation who did they feed a fucking apple to <laughs> right you know there's just like an angel up in heaven like hey listen god it's not really fair that only the human females got to go through this yeah so... this fuck up was so bad that every single goddamn mammal with a uterus fuck them all <laughs> whales too fuck them and dolphins <laughs> I gave them one rule, one fucking rule. Don't eat the apple off the fucking tree. What do they do? <laughs> the first fucking thing they do. Yeah, uh, I remember. Sounds like children to me. me. <laughs> I remember somebody gave me like an explanation of like 
why uh, we like live a simple life and how it's like the sins of the father or something like that. But because we're born through the uterus, that means that we're just born into sin. Yes, like, right. Yeah, it was because a women are evil. For that. Yeah, it was a mental <laughs> Yeah, straight up. That. that is like a core thing of Catholicism right there. And the irony Catholic. is that... You can't blame the parent. You just can't do that. <laughs> the... And, like, you ever find it curious how, like, uh, all the depictions of the Virgin Mary and most of the, the Catholic iconography looks a hell of a lot like a clitoris? What? What? Seriously. There was Seriously. Actually, I was going to say All that. All the flowing a... robes, um, the way that Mary's head is right there at the top like that. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't like what? this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, go I look mean, at some old pictures. And... Like, I remember seeing jokes online about how like, the upside, like the, um, Google the Baphomet star, like the upside down five-pointed star. And like somebody compared that to <laughs> uterus. Coincidence? I ah! think no. <laughs> oh it's fucking triangles, man. They're <laughs> off there. It's triangles out of the enemy. All right. So all these pictures of Virgin Marys that I'm seeing, she has like open hands. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's side. like the that is the very um, core image of the Virgin Mary with her like with her hands. Now the she's sides holding a baby. <laughs> that's another baby. That one's a clock. Uh, oh, hey, there's a clitty. Uh, not, there you go. <laughs> I knew you'd find one. <laughs> I knew you'd find one. <laughs> Let's step back. No. 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 one statue by Gregorio Fernandez from the 17th century that really nails it too. Um, I guess <laughs> I, I, can, I can see where where you get this from, but still, that's kind of, that's a stretch, I'm going to say. That's a stretch. A stretch. Curious word choice. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> damn. No, it is. Thing. It is. Like a, like a right. mo- like a lot of depictions are just normal like mother with a baby type things, but there's a couple when you see them you're like, "Oh, how did I not see that when I was younger?" Maybe huh. maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe that's it's just, you know, people are indoctrinated to think evil right away. Vaginas. <laughs> yeah, vaginas bad, guys. We gotta have a conversation. Vagina's bad. Totally right? bad. Dicks all day, every day. Yeah, go dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah go dicks. Oh Mechanic Ram versus the uh, versus the US. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but you know, maybe it's a conspiracy theorist to like just kind of connect all the dots, even the ones that aren't there. Yeah. Um, I'm out of all thoughts now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this uh, this show was was a real trip. Yeah, we we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we jumped through a lot of different hoops for this one. (laughs) Between haunted houses to Christianity to politics, 
to Clitties. <laughs> and for whatever it, it is I need to apologize that. for, I am sorry. Fucking <laughs> Clitties. I just know, I know I shouldn't name the episode that. <laughs> oh god. There was something else I said earlier. They're like, "Yep, that's what I'm naming it," but I can't remember what it was. Um, <laughs> not molested again. Oh yeah, not molested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not molested again. I wrote it down. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gonna get a lot of views off of that title. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be the wrong views. Clickbait <laughs> sure, like... to clipbait. Oh Jesus! Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure that like 10, 15 years down the line, there's a small possibility we might get like a small bit of internet fame, and we'll be canceled for something we said. We're gonna be one fucking canceled. So canceled. <laughs> canceled right by like the Catholics, the Mormons, and the Jehovah's. Listen, that's, when, the one that's thing gonna that bring them together. That's, that's the one thing that bring them together is their hate for us. Right. If it's like you know what guys we are gonna save the world. Yeah. It's like you know what guys, I thought we had it against the Muslims, but these fucking guys in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. If well, any of us guys in particular, if any of us get even a modicum of fame, this <laughs> podcast will make sure that does not last long at all. <laughs> I got to be honest, based on Trump's track record, this podcast is not going to cripple anyone's political career. That's hey, yeah, we should into politics. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Considering how many are actually in we're politics, fine. like we're fine politically. Yeah, yeah. Anything else, though? Like, All right. No, somebody no. has a small he's, he's star a and role too. in a movie. Remember, he's a Christian too. Oh, yeah, yeah, allegedly, yeah. He, he loves. He's the a Bible. Christian too that cannot name any Bible verses. I will say that much. <clears throat> yeah, he loves Psalms too. Right? Yeah, he's a he's a Christian that will uh, fire smoke uh, tear gas into a crowd just to clear a path <laughs> so he can make a pose with a with a Bible. Next with an upside down, down Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you remember all of the writings in the Bible. Um, fuck the poor people. Uh, let me get a good picture. I think is right there in Matthew. <laughs> in the New Testament. No, it's great. I love all these like New Testament Christians that like stick with the Old Testament and completely forget the Book of Matthew. It's like that entire fucking chapter was ripped out for them. <laughs> yeah. They pick and choose I what mean, they want to believe with that. That might be the yep. first rule. Once you get your first Bible. Go to Matthew, cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to start signing off here. Um, This has been a thing. We we went too far about 30 minutes ago, but we got to end eventually. (laughs) All right. Uh, If anybody is out there listening, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you want to get a hold of we us on my fault. social media? We apologize. apologize. <laughs> yes, if you want to get a hold of us on any social media, it is uh, Last Ones In and Last Ones In Podcast, Twitter and Facebook. If you want to email us, you can do that at the Last Ones In Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is the Last Ones In Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for joining the call here. That was a great, that was a complicated and horrible techie episode but thank you for sitting through it but man did we get through it yeah uh thank you robbie for being here of course uh everybody have a great week we will hopefully not get canceled and talk to you later uh have a great one see ya see ya bye